0: pretty uh pretty healthy day of sooner football news once we left the air wasn't it Josh
1: I would say that's uh fair to say
0: <laughs> Welcome into the Plank show on a Friday so I you know where I why I'm so fired up today don't you Josh cuz I'm in studio I get to see your face We get to hang we get to hang I am well ahead of the curve on my uh Boyd Street stories, which this is about the point of the month where I'm like ah. <laughs> getting a little stressful. All right. I know I got a due date probably coming up about the 14th or 12th. So, But we're well ahead of the curve. Well ahead of the curve. We got hoops to talk about this weekend. OU is home for uh, both the men's and women's team. I just full clarification. I was so excited to go to the OU double header on Saturday, but I have been informed, Josh Homer, that I will be missing the basketball games this weekend. Or at least one of them. At least one of them. For good reason.
1: I I, I have <laughs> Sounds to, like, yeah.
0: I have to take my daughter to show her pig at a show in, I guess, Perry. So, Perry, what's up? Not Perry Spencer. We'd be having a good time if I was going to Perry. Perry, Oklahoma this weekend. You guys know me. I'm an outdoorsman, right? Pretty much. Anymore. Right. So, I'm going to my first road pig show of uh, my FFA parenting career. Okay, very cool. My daughter, for 14 15 years old now, has really run the gamut of interests, hasn't she? It went from soccer to softball. Yeah. From softball... To uh, there was a like a dance phase in there um, from that to uh, weightlifting, which she still is big time into, to golf, right? And that, yeah, come on, man. Could you imagine if I was like, hey, Josh, can't go to the game tomorrow. Got to go to a golf tournament. Swinging the sticks. To now pigs. Well, horses were in there too. I'm sorry. Horses. That was a major part of our life for about three years.
1: Yeah, that Three was sort years. Of the gateway to that this was the. I should go pigs. back.
0: It went softball, soccer, horses, weightlifting, <laughs> golf, and now pigs. Well, that's good. It's what good a good life!
1: To have a well-rounded set of interests.
0: I guess so. It's expensive too. Warning, everyone who's having that wonderful moment with their little baby and their kiddos—they get really expensive really quick. When you think, when you think it gets cheap. When they're out of the diapers and you don't have to buy formula anymore. Oh, no, no, just no, my friend. We are just getting started. Uh, speaking of just getting started, so hoops tomorrow, doubleheader, noon for the women against Cincinnati, 5 o'clock for OU and Iowa State. We're going to reset a little bit of what Porter Moser had to say to T-Row. I reached out to Josh Poteet to see about getting Ginny Baranchek on the show uh, I am o for like 5 so far on requests on getting Coach check on, so we'll see if maybe we can pull that off later on in the program. But listen, I, I think we need to start where everyone wants to start, Josh, and that is the craziness that was yesterday in in just a, a Thursday news dump of almost unprecedented proportions. And it's not just, you know, I, I listen a lot to Andy Staples. I think he's you know, he's not only a friend, but I I think he's really good. And uh, even in his podcast, he had Pete Nichols on, who I guess is the portal guy for on three, and I guess is the portal guy for on three. And he even, as he opened his podcast, because I wanted to get some stuff on Quinshawn Judkins, he's like, okay, uh, in the middle of our conversation with, uh, Pete, suddenly Will Howard made his decision. So you're gonna hear it's like we, we did this live last night and all of a sudden it's 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 not even fresh anymore. It's it's like old news. So that was interesting just to kind of give you an idea of how crazy yesterday was but I, I think our talk here is from an OU perspective. So let's let's start there. I had not expected Ted Roof to not return. I think from the contractual understanding of it, he had had a two-year deal. Maybe it was three. I, any, that's that's irrelevant to the conversation. But I did find it interesting that whenever, whenever we did the post-game for the Alamo Bowl, he's usually one of the first guys that kind of walks in and we talk to, and we 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 didn't get to talk to him. Not anything about you know anyone saying don't you talk to him. Don't you and again we were rushed out pretty quick. We got thirty minutes, right? And after the game was over, we had to go. Um but I know he he wears it, man. It, coach Roof became a punching bag for some of you because of the defensive struggles two years ago in the first year of Brent Venables, and you know, you looked at his resume and he had been a lot of places and didn't have a ton of success as a head coach. But I just I was I was surprised whenever that came out I thought it would be Ted Roof is retiring right coach roof is retiring and moving on but he had even said to Gabe and I during coach's corner this year that he he plans on coaching I think I think Gabe kind of outright asked him one time off the air is like hey you uh you plan on retiring anytime soon and and Ted would always be somewhat evasive but he's like no my wife uh she won't let me. You know, just kind of, you know, he was always had that dry wit, that dry sense of humor. I'm talking about him like he's dead, but I mean, obviously it's he's he's gone from Oklahoma. So, I don't I don't I I guess I should have read those cues in that he's really probably not going to leave on his own accord and I think he really liked it here. Right? He liked working with Brent, he liked working around the staff. But he was He was kind of the miscast character. He was kind of the which of these kids is doing their own thing. You know, you had a young, energetic, um, enthusiastic staff on that defense, right? You had, and Ted Roof was enthusiastic. But you look, Todd Bates, yep, young, relatively young dude in the coaching industry, right? Brandon Hall, young up and comer, rock star, Jay Vali young, fiery, competitive. Miguel Chavis, young, fiery, competitive. I'll take it over to the offensive side. You know, Beanbow's a little bit older, right? But experienced here at Oklahoma, you look up and down, it's it's kind of a younger, fresher look. So, Coach Ruth, being an experienced guy in his, what, late 50s, been a lot of places, it was a little bit of a Podcasting, if you will, made sense because of the relationship he developed with Brent Venables. Made sense when you talk to me because you're like, this guy's awesome, right? This guy's a great dude. But Josh, it was just, it was always kind of a unique fit. And I think everyone thought, whenever Brent Venables came here and the buzz was building about Brandon Hall coming, I think everyone thought B Hall was going to be the defensive coordinator. And everyone kind of knew, right? Well, it's Brent Venables, he's the defensive coordinator. But when Ted Roof was was hired, I think it was kind of, oh. Okay. All right. And it was a guy who hadn't coordinated a defense. What you've got his you've got his uh wiki up since Vandy in twenty twenty. Um had been a lot of places, had had some success, had had some failures, was part of a national championship uh team in 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 Auburn. But I I don't know, Josh, it's It just always seemed like it was somewhat of a miscast character with the 10 assistants for Oklahoma. Is
1: that unfair? No, I don't think it's unfair. It's the the truth of it. He uh, was an outlier for the most part with uh, Oklahoma staff really across the board. And, uh, you know, because of the way his career trajectory had played out, it sort of always felt in his career trajectory – He's coached a lot of places not I'm sure entirely of his own choosing sure. obviously uh, with Duke but uh, as the head coach but he's coached a lot of places so this never necessarily to me felt that it was going to be a long term fit both ways. It kind of always felt like you would have this sort of ending in store. Couple of seasons, he moves on, the defense installation has been set, and uh, you bring somebody else in that's a younger, fresher voice uh, that maybe is a little bit more dynamic on the recruiting side. It always had that feel to it, but you nailed something right off the top. I didn't see it playing out like this. I would have thought it would be that uh, Ted Roof was – retiring or stepping away from football. And uh, and clearly that's not the case.
0: I did. I'm, I'm with you a bazillion percent. If that's even a number I'm allowed to use, I for certain, for certain thought, Josh, that there would be a, hey, Ted Roof is retiring. I absolutely did not expect to see um, essentially a parting of ways. I thought that was – I think that's an indication that Britton Venables ain't bleeping around. And I love to see that because I know how tight he and Ted were and I know how beloved Ted Roof was. But the reason Ted Roof is, is no longer the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma I think is twofold. Number one, I think Britton Venables wants to become more of the CEO head coach. Now, he's always going to have a hand in the defense. I just think he's even said that. I think he's made that very clear. But I also think two years in, and, I mean, I thought Coach Stoops was the best at this of anyone that maybe has ever done it. You can still be as involved as you want to be in the day-to-day, minute-to-minute planning of, of, of your defense, right? But in that same vein, you've got to have confidence and belief that if you happen to have other responsibilities that take away from as a head coach, because you're going to, right? That take away from, oh, geez, I'm, I can't be in there in that meeting. You got to have confidence and faith that the dude that's running that, you're not, you're not taking away from your responsibilities as the head coach, the CEO of the program, because you're too worried about what's being implemented and what's being prepared defensively. It, in other words – he wants to be able to give the keys to the defense to someone to where that's not his ultimate responsibility. Or maybe I should rephrase that and say that's not something that's taken away from the ultimate responsibility, which is being a head coach and, and running the whole program.
1: Which should be exciting. It should be exciting that uh, if just on its surface level, Brent Venables feels it hasn't worked well enough, then that that part should be – that should be well received by the fan base.
0: Yeah, and, and I also think number two, you know, I, I said two reasons. Number one, Brent Venables wants to. I think, I think, Parker had reported. I, I hate getting in the, in the weeds, so I'll just always give credit to Parker since he's one of our guys. <laughs> but fair. I think I, I saw Parker laid out there first. But it's something I have consistently and constantly heard is when Brent Venables find, and this is with people within the program too. Toby and I were talking with a buddy of ours and. He made this point, he goes, when Brent finds a guy that he that he can just say, all right, you're my defensive coordinator, you're going to call this, and has that understanding that there's so much more that goes into being a head coach, then he's just, it's going to be a rocket ship even more for him. And it appears as if he found that guy. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the number two thing that I would say is, it shows you how popular and how liked Ted was to where, Coach Venables is like, I want to keep you around. You know, I'd, I'd like to give you another role on the staff. And Ted Riff like, no, nah, you know, probably would be kind of tough. You're no longer the D.C. You know who's coming in. I think Ted even worked around the guy that, that's coming in in Zach Alley that it makes it, it would make a lot of sense that you would want to move on. It would be hard for me if, if I was in that role.
1: That's an important detail in all of this, I think, because you look no further than Oklahoma's new co-offensive coordinator – was in an uh, in, in analyst role in Seth Latrell. You look at Matt Wells has moved on to Kansas State as their offensive coordinator. And so Brent Venables puts a lot of value in the off-the-field roles and the analyst roles, in the, the stuff that is not your direct on-field staff, right? And if Ted Roof said he was transparent about it, no, I, that's that's not my ambitions. I think that's important that uh, Oklahoma has individuals in those uh, positions that they consider to be highly valuable and important, Plank, that they're bought in, right? You want everybody pulling on the same rope, and uh, it, it sounds like on both ends of the equation, Brent Venables, hey, it wasn't up to my standard. We need to make a change. And Ted Roof will know that that off-the-field role is not quite for me. Try
0: to make sure I'm phrasing this correctly. So if it sounds awkward, uh, tell me because I'm going to say it a lot. Brent Venables felt like he couldn't be the defensive coordinator that he wanted to be while also being the head coach that he wanted to be all in the same kind of realm. That That's what I took away from this. And, and you know, Coach might disagree with me. I, I'm sure that he's going to speak here pretty soon because there'll be an introduction at some point of the new defensive coordinator and Zach Alley from Jacksonville State, which opened up a whole other can of worms yesterday on social media. But he couldn't put in the time to be the defensive coordinator that he felt like he needed while also taking care of the responsibilities of being the head coach um, without something being taken away from somewhere, right? There's a lot that goes into being a head coach. You can say, well, they're paid a lot. Uh, Sure, they are. There's a lot that goes into it. And I think – I think in this new era of football, too, of college football, Josh, you can't just be glued to one room, right? you got to. You've got to know, okay, well, I really want to make sure that this guy stays around. But if I see that he's a, he's a turd, then, all right, well, maybe I don't. And you might not know that if you are, you know, constantly having to work on the defensive uh, coordinator side and not being able to have that broad view of what's going on in every single room. Not to say that Coach ever wasn't, right? Not, not to say that he wasn't, but I just think everyone always felt as soon as Brent Venables found a person that he truly trusted to call his defense, it was going to really open him up as a, as a head coach. Now, will he be able to let that go? <laughs> what, what is that process going to be like, right? I,
1: I'd be curious to hear from Brent Venables uh, in the coming days too. What does he think this adds to the program? I mean, what does this free him up to do? It's a great question. That's a great question. Talking in generalities, just the uh, the overall broad view, like you mentioned, oversight of the program. I get that, but specifically, what, what changes for Oklahoma? I'd be curious to hear what he has to say.
0: Now, that is one piece of of the news that happened yesterday was Ted Roof and OU Parting Ways now what do we know about the new guy let's talk about Zach Alley when we come back there was another coaching move that was made that I thought was was near and dear to me because Matt Wells is one of my lifelong buddies I've covered him since he started at at the University of Tulsa I I don't think I've made any bones about it that uh, I'll defend that dude till the end he's a rock star so, uh he moves on. He's on his way to Kansas State. He's on his way to Kansas State to be the co-offensive coordinator there. We'll talk about what that means. And then in the middle of all of this, Oklahoma added two players from the portal. One one that I think has a chance to really be a special player next season. So, let's get after it. 405-651-3439. Oh, uh, you will enter the SEC with a new offensive and defensive coordinator. We'll tell you what we know about Zach Alley next, right here on the ref. Do you um you think Richrod would come on with us? I don't have much of a relationship with him, but I've 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 spent some time around him. I hate having to go through a sports information director. No knock on any SIDs or media relations. You have Rich Rod's right
1: contact info? I I do,
0: but I don't know if it's still any good. It's, it was from whenever he was at West Virginia.
1: Oh, it's got to be. <laughs> Rich, Rod, Rich Rod ain't changing numbers. It's got to be good.
0: All right, well, I'm going to reach out and see if he can come on with this because Rich Rodriguez has spent a couple of years with Zach Alley. He was uh, obviously his head coach at Jacksonville State, and I guess I had completely forgotten about this. But when Zach Alley, the reported new defensive coordinator of the Sooners, was at Louisiana Monroe, Rich Rodriguez was the offensive coordinator at Louisiana Monroe.
1: And he brought him.
0: And he brought him with him to Jacksonville State. So we'll see.
1: Rich Rod would be uh, interesting to talk to of his own accord. But yeah, if you can get him to talk about Zach Alley, that'd be great. What
0: were you. At? Now, did you guys do a um, locked on last night? We did. What, what was your big takeaway from the conversation on Locked On Sooners, which you can you can find on the Tube of Views?
1: Yeah, really, anywhere you consume podcasts. YouTube, if you want to watch, and anywhere ding, you consume ding, podcasts. Ding. Uh, I thought, number one, this uh, is the right move for Oklahoma. Defensively, though there was improvement from year one to year two under Brad Venables, probably not enough, right? the The back half of the season – left some lingering questions. And then again, as I told you, I, I kind of always thought, though it wouldn't necessarily play out just like this, that Ted Roof was not going to be at Oklahoma for five, ten years with Brent Venables. I thought that it would be come in, install this defense, and then let's let's find the next defensive coordinator. And uh, I think that Brent Venables, has, it appears if all the reports are accurate, and I don't know why they wouldn't be, that he's tapped – The next name here that he has a lot of trust in, similar to a relationship that was built and the trust that he had with Ted Roof, but he's gone and he's found somebody that's, that's young, that, you know, acts like Brent Vittables, that talks a little bit like Brent Vittables. That was some of the buzz last night. And that obviously the statistical analytical numbers shows that you've probably found what Brent Vittables believes to be a star on the rise.
0: So kudos to our buddy, Tyler McComas, who, uh, if you follow at KREF Sports on Twitter, you heard that he found, I believe this was from Louisiana Monroe, whenever Zach Alley was the defensive coordinator there. Listen to him talk about his relationship with Brent Venables and what Brent Venables means to him. Maybe. Is that working? Oh, here we go. Okay, let's try it again. In three, two... One.
1: I mean everything I mean he's a you know like a father figure to me and a great man and fun to be around and you know I try and imitate him and all the things I do because he's been successful and you, you try and emulate and you know, work towards all the you know, the people that you know and you've seen that do it the right way if've been successful obviously you want to you want to imitate those guys and not the ones that haven't you know and so I draw from that constantly and he's such a you know just a, a great coordinator great mind and then a great mentor and a coach and he loves his players and loves the people he's with and you know, that's something that you you, know, you can't replicate everywhere the success and, and then also the, the way he treats people by the way the
0: conversation in the background had to be one of the loudest conversations <laughs> very I've ever heard in my yeah. life
1: it was very distracting again
0: but but you close your eyes and what does that sound like that's that's well close your eyes it's radio don't close your eyes if you're driving but I have a new pet peeve whenever people go if you're listening to this uh, how, what if you're listening to this that's how you precursor something <laughs> if you're listening to this if they're hearing it they're listening and I, and I know I'm guilty of that but I've I heard my I heard someone else say it the other day I'm like that is the dumbest thing a radio person could ever say but if you just didn't know you would almost think that's a young Brent Venables that you
1: hear in Zach alley right it's wild he uh Sounds very mature, too, which is not shocking. I mean, it's somebody that's going to be the next defensive coordinator at OU, but uh, for somebody that – let's call it what it is. I mean, he's young. He's very young. Uh, this would be well in front of where most folks get the defensive coordinator gig at a place like OU. He, he sounds advanced beyond his years in the way that he speaks.
0: So let's give you the quick resume snapshot of Zach Alley, shall we? Just to kind of give everyone an idea that didn't live and die this last night on social media like I did. Boy, people got mad. By the way, thank you to those of you who didn't, like, freak out when I put up the Brian Odom picture. I, I want Brian Odom back in Norman. I think he's awesome, and I think he's a good linebackers coach, and I think he's, I think he's got good vibes so I'm just rooting for that to happen in some way, shape, or form. So I I was very happy to only see one person that was like, Whoa! Oh! oh, what are you doing right
1: now? You're torturing us. I have
0: fun with Twitter, all right? I, I don't necessarily overly use it unless there's breaking news to post like I did last night. But Zach Alley uh, went to Clemson. He graduated from Charlotte, country day high school. He was an offensive and defensive lineman and didn't play football at Clemson but began his coaching career as a student assistant his freshman year in 2011 which was, well 12 was the first year that Brent was there but like right on the precipice of Brent Venables coming to Clemson. He was an assistant his entire time as a student With the Tigers. He graduated. And once he graduated, what'd he do? He became a graduate assistant from 2015 to 2018. Won a national champ, in fact, a couple of national championships with Dabo working as a grad assistant. Um he took the head, uh, he took the job as the nickels coach, nickelback coach for the Charlotte 49ers. But was offered the inside backers job for the Boise State Broncos, so he chose to take that. He worked with inside backers at 2019 at Boise State, coached the outside backers in 2020, and also served as co-special teams coordinator. In 2021, that's where he developed his relationship with Rich Rodriguez. He became the defensive coordinator – for Terry Bowden, when Brent Venables reached out and recommended the 27-year-old as the DC for Louisiana Monroe, and in that, I didn't realize this until looking over the bio, he became the youngest coordinator in FBS. Spent a season at Louisiana Monroe before moving on to Jackson State or Jacksonville State, excuse me. Where he had been the defensive coordinator under Rich Rodriguez the last few seasons, so that is just the that's the nuts and bolts of the resume. Now, as far as the accomplishment, I mean, let's just look at what he did at Jacksonville State. The Gamecocks in their first season in the FBS went nine and four, won the New Orleans Bowl. They were 12th in the country in yards per play. They were a top 15 unit against the run and were a top 35 unit in pass efficiency. I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The no- and, and I guess, Josh, as you brought up in all the advanced analytics, things look really good for the addition, right?
1: Oh, yeah. They, they love them, especially on the, on the run defense side. Uh, that Jacksonville State would have been nationally uh, in almost a category of its own. so the uh, the youth here, of course, is exciting. the the numbers bear it out the way that he's respected. This is uh an exciting day for Oklahoma football. I would think so. I would think so.
0: But as always, you have your doubters.
1: Well, it is what it is. I mean, look, he's going to get judged like everybody else on whether or not it works. You can't I it, it's so funny.
0: I don't know how I got tagged in this. Oh, I know how I did. I, I retweeted George's report on Zach Alley. I, I liked what Eli Letterman had to say. He's like, Hey, there, you know, keep an eye on maybe something internally. And James Kalaski maybe being a guy that could be elevated a linebackers coach. Don't forget. Rufus is also a guy that is, you know, kind of uh not kind of, he's a, he's very much involved in the, the day-to-day operations of OU football on the defensive side of the football. So I, You know, those names kind of popped up. Everyone always likes to suggest Ted for jobs like this. Why doesn't Teddy just go coach the linebackers? Guys, I think Teddy really is loving life right now. I think that uh, that's a lot of work, man. (laughs) My wife and I were looking at buying a business. I mean, still looking at it. And I realized, I'm like, that's a lot of work. I'm kind of... That's really going to cut into my Instagram reel watching whenever I get home. It would. It would big time. But, no, I... I think everyone kind of has their idea. And then if one of those people either A, don't get it, or B, if one of those people don't get it, then the next guy coming in sucks. And I liked what Eli had to say. And then when when George brought up, hey, keep an eye on Zach Alley, I'd heard that buzz a little bit. So I retweeted it, and immediately he's like, wait, we got to go to Jacksonville State?
1: It's like, what?
0: That was a terrible impersonation of an angry person on Twitter, but you get my point.
1: Well, it, it worked pretty good when oh, you went to East Carolina.
0: Jay Cronley and I fought for months. Oklahoma shouldn't have to go to East Carolina to get an offensive coordinator. I'm like, I'd give him a chance. We want to just – we want to shoot a guy down before we even see what they're about. I, P. Narcos, is that his name, the, the defensive coordinator? for Brian Narcos, the defensive coordinator, Oklahoma State. I mean, there's a couple people in the media – that pretend like they picked him up from under an overpass to come run the defense at Oklahoma State (laughs) because he came from an NAIA school. But I just – I don't care where you come from if you coach and if you win games. Sure. And Brent Venables feels like he's got a guy that he has faith in to run his defense. So let's go. Let's see how this works out.
1: And novel concept here, but coaches probably have, generally speaking, a better idea than – maybe the rest of us, of who could be a good coach. No,
0: they do not, Josh. That's where you that's, are mistaken.
1: That's a good point. Man.
0: All right, so that's – I guess, is that the – did we hit all the X's and No's and the theories and the, and the ideas of the Y's behind it from Ted Roof? Moving on to another direction to what we believe is the next defensive coordinator for the Sooners, Zach Alley. Uh, everyone has confirmed it, but official announcements from Oklahoma, Right. And it, it looks like the Sooners are, well, they're regardless, they're going to have new coordinators going into the SEC. But now we got to wait and see. Now we got to wait and see how this plays out. All right, 405 651 3439. 405 651 3439. Thanks for keeping me honest, Jeff and OKC. I did, I did mention that we were carrying over a text from yesterday. Remember? We'll hit it next. Plus, I mean, the breaking news kind of imploded that. I'm proud that I even remembered it, and Josh, that I didn't delete the text off the prep page. But we'll get to it next, right here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right. So, according to everyone who is anybody, Oklahoma has its next defensive coordinator. Some in big Zach uh, alley,
1: big Wagner's heating and air breaking news.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess this is still considered breaking of breaking, right? <laughs> I. Uh, Nine one eight. Plank's angry guy voice sounds like Kristoff's imitation of the reindeer in Frozen. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't have any good impersonations anymore. My only good impersonation was my guy Ryan Rayhall, and then like he went off and was smart. He made money in other industries instead of radio anymore, so it's, it doesn't work. I is, don't have any.
1: Is the Lincoln Riley East Carolina reference, is that not a good one for the fan base? It's a base? great reference.
0: It's the, it's the perfect one. We got we to gotta accept it at some point that Lincoln Riley did some good things for Oklahoma's offense. No doubt. <laughs> Sorry, Steely. Steelman's up here. He might come in here. And no! All right, so your, your texts are rolling in 405 651 3439. I wanted to get to this text, it came in very late yesterday. Just to kind of get an overall feel of how you guys feel about this take. I, I'm i a little – I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I'm a little bit surprised in a good way, and I mean this in a good way. I thought that there would be overjoyed, like, celebration on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line with Ted Roof being gone. Um, I thought that there would be anger with the, oh, it's – Jacksonville State, or this, this, guy's, this guy's 30 years old. I don't need someone coming in and learning on the job or whatever he is, 27, 28, 29 years old, right? And there really there hasn't been. You know, it's been a little bit more subdued. Apathetic. Right. I, well, apathetic is a good way to put it. Uh, maybe it's also one of those things to where you say to yourselves, I don't matter, Brent Vitable's still running the defense. <laughs> right? Maybe you say that. But the
1: reports are that's not what's happening.
0: I tell you, I've told you guys this nonstop. Everyone who is anyone has said Coach Venables wants to find a dude and maybe not in these direct terms to where he can truly be a little bit more of that CEO head coach, to where he can have a little bit more more involvement in everything. And maybe he also looks at it and says, two years in, I'm going into my third year. I, I mean, you're no longer a new head coach. You're a veteran head coach now. You've been in the game for two years and you're going into a new world with the SEC. So I've got to be more. I've got a new offensive coordinator now. Um, You know, Matt Wells just left, right? I mean, all these people that had certain roles are not there. And Jeff Levy was kind of the head coach of offense. So I just, I wonder if all of that also factors into let me get a guy that's going to call my defense. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that side of it coming up here in just a bit. But I've been pleased, maybe, with the reaction so far? Is that a fair way to put it? In that everyone, and it's probably not great for sports radio, because don't we need someone to be like, this is dumb, (laughs) to really trigger everyone? Isn't that what we need more than anything? (laughs) Yes. But okay, so here's Postal Sooner's text. College football programs take notice. I'm a blue-collar, football-loving Sooner fan. I've had season tickets since 1997. I donate to the Sooner Club. My season tickets have gone up $200 or more dollars a season ticket now that we're going to the SEC. Now, I'm hearing that soon NIL fees will be added to our season tickets. More, more, more money. This is just getting to be too much. Would we get college football's attention if we just stopped paying all this money? and take a few seasons off till they get back to reality? Let me know your thoughts. I, By the way, I'm a big fan of the fan resume. Oh, I love it whenever you give me your fan resume. I think it's the best. I, I hate that. I feel like all of sports is pricing out the blue-collar fans. And this comes from someone who works in an industry to where – there is a definitive – not not you, Postal Sooner, but I was just talking about radio. There is a definitive difference between the haves and the have-nots. No doubt. And, and I've lived my, my life as a have-not, and I'll hear some of these ticket prices. And I know for Chris Plank personally, I, I could never afford to go to a football game or a basketball game. Well, maybe a basketball game. I could never afford to go to a football game. Couldn't. It's just it would be – ridiculous beyond belief. Not that I'm against it, not that I am wouldn't want to go, but it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Now, I, I, I got into it not in a bad way with our guy Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio because we were talking about going to a Dodgers game and the ridiculous nature of when I go to a Dodgers game, I want to get nachos, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then when you're done, it costs, yeah, I, I think they were saying like $400. And Mike's like, well, you don't have to eat the nachos. You don't have to do all that. Buy the ticket and go to the game. Like, I understand that, but it's kind of part of the experience. Sure. And I don't want my kids to tell their stories in years from now. I was like, yeah, well, dad brought a sandwich in a Ziploc bag that he made us eat at halftime instead of getting it. Right. I mean, you just, you want that experience. Postal Sooner, I appreciate you as a fan, man. I don't think anyone's ever just going to be like, we're out. We're not spending, and I hate to tell you this, but I think it's going to continue to grow in the expenses for your ticket. I just think that's the reality of of life. I think that's it's all Biden's fault. But I can't imagine that they'll be adding nil fees to your ticket. I just don't think that's a reality right now. I well, think that's that's, that's a, a- fear monger out there somewhere. That sounds like something that came from a Facebook group.
1: To- good way to potentially lose season ticket holders which Oklahoma values they, they value too much you I, I will
0: say this postal sooner and I say this because I, I do think everyone has hot takes and opinions about it and yes Oklahoma's move a defensive coordinator kind of goes Lincoln Hawk over the top grip here but everyone that's involved in it understands the challenges that fans face it's kind of like the calendar right everyone understands the college football calendar sucks but it's just in the worst answer possible it is what it is it's like one of those things where it's like I value you I respect you I think you're an integral part of everything that we do but this is how we do it now well and and this is what it costs
1: yeah the uh, supply and demand side of it You've got a better supply. You're working with now. There's more demand. Yeah, I mean the the home slate going forward is better now, so probably it's going to cost more.
0: All right, let's take a break. It's nine fifty one. You guys can react to that. I thought it was worth reading it. Right? I don't. I don't ever do that. No, it's it, it's over. fair.
1: I mean, you and I and a bunch of people. I mean, this exists for us because of the fans, and that can never be forgotten. Quick break. It's Plank Show right here on the Ref.
0: I just want to tell you this right now. That one sided edition of the Josh show off the air was really good. Who are you talking to? That, Is that was Sean? Uh, oh yeah. That was a good show. I literally sat here and listened the whole break.
1: I'm sorry if it was distracting. <laughs> no, not at
0: all. I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting here going through the text line. Sometimes people just want to talk off the air, you know? I'm not I'm not here to complain about it. I'm uh, I'm like Ted Roof. I am but a sounding board. Um the four oh five I know a lot of things are happening with football and basketball, but the back-to-back OU women's gymnastics team, national champion, kicks off action tonight in Vegas, and season tickets for women's gymnastics are cheap. The entertainment is awesome, and you get to see the top team in the nation.
1: Agreed? It's a nice little sales job right there. I like that from the ref, Army. I I would add
0: uh, the final text from this person says legally they can't add nil fees i don't believe I, I i would say josh helmer that sounds like something that started no offense to postal sooner but that sounds like something that started in a facebook group comment section right yeah. in a comment section somewhere I, yeah I,
1: I can definitely agree with that
0: and then all, all of a sudden it goes from being in the in the comment section to well did realize, you see this i heard this somewhere i i I can't even begin to tell you, my, I, if, if you're listening, Mom, don't take this personally, but if you put something on Facebook, my <laughs> mom, fact. my mom, it's fact. My, ste- my stepmom, uh, my mother-in-law is like that too. You put it on social media and it's true. <laughs> Remember the whole Channel 53 News is reporting that if you don't copy and paste this, then so-and-so is going to happen. I literally got in a fight with my mother-in-law because I'm like, that's not true. Al, how many times have you watched Channel 53 News? Oh, I'm just saying, I saw it here. But my mom will see something like that on Facebook, and she'll be like, is it true that Baker Mayfield is retiring to come be the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma? I'm like, Mom, where did you... What? Where did you even see that? She goes, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> it's got to be true. So I, I just... I. You know me, I like to dig a little deeper. All right, we got a portal edition, two of them for the Sooners. Portal update coming up next. Hour one of the Plank Show has been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, VHFence.com. It's the Plank Show right here on the ref.